I'm Will Coleman, founder and CEO of Alto, and I built Alto to put an end to rideshare horror stories. You're used to the total lack of consistency in rideshare. Maybe it's a smelly car or a driver that asks just one too many personal questions. Not anymore. With Alto, you know exactly what to expect every ride. Every Alto driver is a trained Alto employee, and every Alto vehicle is part of our private fleet of luxury SUVs. Say goodbye to rideshare horror stories. Download the Alto app today and use code FOUNDER for $10 off your first ride. Love Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Coco Express is Aurelia Lyles. She's all about keeping it real. Great guests, interesting topics. So get on board. Listen, learn, live. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Cocoa Express Show Network. It is Wednesday night. It is the last Wednesday of the month, so you know what that means. It's time for Real Estate Street Talk with none other than Sharon Homer and her special guest, Nora Montoya. So please sit back, listen, learn, and enjoy. Welcome to Real Estate Straight Talk with industry professional Sharon Homer, breaking it down and giving you the inside track on the real estate front so that you too can achieve the new American dream. Hello and good evening, everyone. This is Sharon Homer with Concert Realty Group. And I am glad to be back. We were uh, off for a few months, but I am happy to be back with, again, our special guest, Nora Montoya. Hello and good evening, Nora. Hi, Sharon. How are you this evening? I am doing well. How about yourself? Okay. A little crazy. The end of the month. It's summer. Everybody wants to be at the beach. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what? The end of the month is always a little hectic. Um, around in every business, in every line of business, and in our personal lives. But um, I am glad to be back on the show. We were gone for two months, and put a little, um, we had a little space in our conversation, and we were doing pretty good there for a moment. But I was hoping that you can um, introduce yourself again so our listeners are uh, familiar about what a tender loving care does and, um, and who you are. Sure. Uh, Well, a little tender loving care does several things. I'm actually a multi-service company, but uh, what I do most is I'm an intuitive worker. I'm a natural healer. I'm a spiritual counselor, and I I do professional organizing. I do a little thing just from life experience, helping people out with their little hurdles or big hurdles. That's actually what I'm really good at. So we give a little tender loving care to everybody out there. And you're also Mm -hmm. really good with um, offering your advice as far as staging homes, and uh, which are some of the conversations that we've had on our previous shows. Um, And some of our, some clients actually have asked some questions and some callers have asked questions off the air that we were discussing um, in our previous shows. And uh, we just wanted them there. from our from the questions that we left off with, and we were pretty much focused 
on the interior of the home. Um, and I just wanted to ask, uh, do you also uh, work with exterior, um, the exterior of the home? Well, and also uh, advice in regards to the staging. Yes, yes. So, I have to I have to be honest. I don't I don't work a whole lot with the exterior of the home. I do have some experience. Are you talking about the house itself? Are you talking about the garden? Are you talk about the walks. When 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 you say exterior of the home, what do you mean? I mean all of what you just named in regards to um, pulling up to the driveway to the look of um, the effects of the home, the windows. And, and let me just, just explain a little bit more um, why I asked that question because, you know, there are many stagers in uh, the real estate market that do offer their advice. Um, a lot of what we, again, talked about uh, on our previous shows. However, um, sometimes there are homes that just don't show well from the exterior of the home. And from my experience, when people drive up to the home, it's their first, um, it gives them the first opinion of a home, and sometimes they don't want to go inside. And uh, even from my experience, when I, I can typically tell what the inside of a home looks like, uh, depending on the doors, the windows, or even its window treatment. Um, and it doesn't, it can either turn a potential buyer off um, or can, it can get them very excited. So I just don't know if um, that is any attention that is, uh, if any of that attention is focused on the exterior of the home when offering your advice for staging home. Yeah. So I just wanted to ask that question. Yes, absolutely. You know, the first step in welcoming somebody to your home is the exterior. Mm-hmm. If they're not feeling good about walking up to your walkway and getting to your front door, they're already forming an opinion and an emotion about walking okay. into the house. So it definitely to have curve appeal is very important. I'm not going to say it's the most important, but it's absolutely very important. If you have the income, you know, you might want to hire a, a gardener that does professional landscaping, if you don't have the income, you know, just uh, taking out your trimmers and fixing the walk a little bit and painting the front door might do it. But definitely the entrance of the home is so important to have a welcoming aspect to come in and have them curious as to, you know, now what's inside, you know, what's next. This is wonderful. Yeah, so from, you know, the shutters of the home, from the color of the house, uh, the the roof, uh, the walk, the bushes, everything, the fences, putting mm-hmm. a little flower up in the front. If you're not big on flowers and you have a little, uh, you have a lot of deer, if you want to sell your home, maybe, you know, just be attentive uh, for in a temporary aspect of uh, grooming the outside just till you, you know, sell the house if you don't have uh, the income. If you do have the income, absolutely make it pretty outside because making it pretty outside, they already love your house before they even walk in. It's definitely, definitely very important. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's great because, you know what, you brought up, a, you mentioned something um, briefly, and I know on the very first show we kind of hit on feng shui just a little bit, but you mentioned the color of the home, and I know some people actually paint 
Um, especially when it comes to siding, some people will paint their siding certain colors or um, there's now certain color choices with bricks and stones and different things like that. Does feng shui have anything to do with the exterior of the home, even when it comes to the planting, the placement of plants? or Absolutely. It has everything. It, it has everything to do because feng shui is about community. It's about blending in. It's about being in common with something else. And that's what you do inside and you do outside. So you don't want to have a hot pink house <laughs> on a community that's, you know, that everybody has their lovely house and you have that, that bright yellow house or the hot pink house or that bright green house <laughs> that everybody says is an eyesore and nobody even wants to get to know you because you decided to, change, you decided to paint the color of your home a particular uh-huh. color that you love without considering your neighborhood. It's absolutely very important to drive around your, your block or just go okay. up and down just your just the five houses to the right, five houses to the left, and ten houses across the street is your community. So if you really look at that block and say, you know, what's up with this block? You know, how do I blend in? And then take it from there. Okay, this the house to the right is white. The house to the left is blue. The house across the street are all different colors. I don't want to repeat a color maybe that's to my right, to my left, and across the street. Uh-huh. I want to maybe stay within the same tone, maybe go a little lighter, maybe go a little darker. But definitely, yeah. feng shui means staying with community, blending in in harmony. Mm-hmm. Well, that's also a good point um, because what about those neighborhoods um, where there are, you mentioned five houses to the right, five houses to the left. What about those neighborhoods who, which they may have an eyesore? I show houses all the time where there might be an eyesore maybe in the backyard. Sometimes there are houses you face the backyard or you face someone's um, the front of their house. Um, it may be a, a, an eyesore across the street or five houses down, six houses down. Um, how do you? How does a homeowner actually um, dress up their outside to where it doesn't? To where it doesn't? Um, Yes, so I, th- I think I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, plants, bushes, uh, trees, they are amazing. Maybe uh, putting up uh, one of these natural walls. It's amazing what you oh, can do fair. to create a little privacy in your mm-hmm. own space. Uh-huh. You find sometimes you have these um, professional architects. You have people that come in. They take two, three houses in a really ugly neighborhood. They make it absolutely beautiful. They give a jump start to the street. They motivate uh, other homeowners to want to clean up and fix up their house. What, how, do they, how does that happen? It happens right. because they, took, they, they created care and love to the home that they bought. Maybe it was, uh, how about an ugly block and making right. a pretty house in the ugly block? That, you know, that dominoes down to behavior and wants. Don't you, people want what the neighbors want, right, what what the neighbors have. And how do you obtain that? By giving them a little tease. Well, you can also do the opposite. If you're the one that has the ugly house uh, in the pretty neighborhood, uh, you might want to do like a copycat approach. It's not Uh a science project. It really is not a science project. It's just basically using your common sense. 
And yeah. there are many landscaping tips. You can go to uh, garden centers. There are magazines. There, there's multiple ways of figuring out what's best in your situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what? You really also brought up a good point because actually from a real estate angle, eyesores are so hard because I can tell you as a realtor when I'm showing homes, um, I'm always, the buyer is always looking at the house itself. Um, and they're really only focused on only that. Um, however, I'm looking around, I'm looking at the neighborhood, and I'm like, well, you you may want to consider that eyesore across the street or those three eyesores, you know, that may hurt the resale value of your home. Um, so the fact that you brought up the community approach is also really good because I know uh, you typically see it in the uh, more urban areas um, is some of the neighbor neighborhood uh communities, or I'm not sure exactly what they call them, but uh, some of the neighbors getting together and planting in some of their more common spaces, planting flowers, um, Mm -hmm. and making sure that, you know, if there's maybe a, say, for instance, open space or a graveyard, making sure that the grass is cut, and different, so different things like that, that is open space and public areas are not eyesores to their uh, to their community. So even if you are the only neighbor neighbor that has the nice house on the block, uh, maybe getting a group of neighbors together and suggesting, hey, let me, you know, can we plant some bushes or some flowers just to kind of make it look a little bit better? Because one thing with eyesores, you might move into a neighborhood and you may not have every all the houses may look nice, but people do move, move in and move out. Some people do also rent, and you know the neighborhood, the dynamics of the neighborhood could change also. So that's one thing you can't not always prevent our eyesores, mm-hmm. but it's just something to have those tips um, similar to what you just shared to kind of figure out how to uh, get around that. So community is really important, I think, um, with that, because you can move into it with eyesores or move into it and then I come a little later down the line. <laughs> Well, you sound like you could be a community activist. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, you know what I Creating think? change in your community, not just the home. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not just the homes that make up the com- community, but like you said, it's the behaviors. Um, and if everybody takes a little bit pride of ownership, um, starting from the outside, then, um, you know, I think we can keep our neighborhoods uh, cohesive and uh, safe and um, looking a certain way uh, to the, and making sure that it's appealing to potential buyers because it, it, I think that that's just very important. Absolutely. And you have to remember that you as a realtor, you mm-hmm. are the connection between the potential buyer and the home. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, like let's say at the end of the block, there's not such a pretty house. You might want to bring them around the other way. <laughs> Let them decide right. the ugly yeah. house later yeah. on, right? Yeah. Um, you might want to do that. You might want to tell the homeowner a little bit about the community, what's great about the community, because sometimes they fall in love with the community and then they adjust the their home buying to the community. That's so correct. it's amazing. It's amazing how we could be a great uh, salesperson for the community and they fall in love with what's going on, the events that are going on, what's going on at the community center, what's going on, you know, and, and activities in the town. And they absolutely love the sense of being a part of something. And they are already falling in love with the house without seeing the house. 
that's, that's true. really that's a big deal to to boost up your community. And if it's not a good community, now that we're talking about community, do you mind talking about community? No, I don't mind at all. Yeah. So if um, if you want to boost up your community and it's not maybe it's not a very desirable community. Let's say it's a community that has a lot of crime, or has some crime or has no crime. It depends. Work with what you have. If you have a community that maybe it's been a great community, but a little crime is coming into the area because of circumstances or for whatever Mm -hmm. reason, you might want to create a little activism, you know, maybe clubs, you know, clubs, uh, talk to the police, What's going on? Where are the changes happening? Why are the changes happening? Usually the police is the the first to know or the news. You might want to buddy up with the news media as to what's going on, why is it going on, like what what happened that created Mm -hmm. the change in the town, and then take it from there. The the uh, Google is a great place to go if you want a list of how to how to become an activist, how to do a copycat approach of what's out there already to bring that community back. Mm-hmm. Many towns are doing it now. Many towns are taking broken down communities that have maybe not a very pleasant history, and they're boosting it up, and they're also helping the residents. So it's not just a pretty house or a pretty building, but they're also creating uh, circumstances in the school system Mm -hmm. and in different projects in the town to also help the residents, you know, get out of the ruts so the image of the town doesn't fall, you know, doesn't plummet to something else. Correct. Yeah, so there's many, many different uh, uh, ways to go about uh, creating change. That's if you want to uh, be an activist for your community if you're already a homeowner. Mm-hmm. If you're mm-hmm. going into home ownership as a realtor, you might want to let the homeowner know what's going on, you know, how the changes have occurred or, or what's been going on forever or, you know, heritage, right? You want to maybe talk about the heritage of the town. Maybe uh, do the welcome wagon approach. There's welcome wagons out there. Do you know what a mm-hmm. welcome wagon is? Yes, I do. I do. I haven't heard it. That approach actually hasn't been used in so long, but it's it's a part of the community. Um, again, you that- know, realtors. Yeah, realtors can get together and mm-hmm. go to um, follow up with all of the uh, commercial, you know, agencies and mm-hmm. do a welcome wagon. So when, mm-hmm. when the new homeowner comes in and says, yes, no, you know, that's the nail shop down the street and that's the jewelry shop there and that's mm-hmm. your hair place and, you know, and you have a big basket of discounts and coupons and samples and they feel like, wow, you know, they really mm-hmm. want me in this community. I want to get to know this community. So that's a, that's a nice uh, way. Um, and if they discover, you know, maybe things, some some homes maybe are a little unpleasant, Uh, you can maybe tell them about clubs that they can join to create differences. Um, There's so many ways to also blend in uh, maybe troubled homes or troubled kids. And I I don't really like to use the word word trouble, but it's a very common word today. And Mm -hmm. I I think it's, to me, it's not that they're troubled. I think it's that we stop paying attention to them. I was going to say, honestly, Nora, I think that's 
what the change in communities and neighborhoods actually is. I think it's not really troubled. I think people just started to um, lose focus and not yeah. pay attention to what's going on. They stop, you know, speaking. They're, they stop being neighborly. They don't. People exactly. don't really say hi anymore. And if they see people congregating and after certain hours, people don't really address the issues, um, even if they're small issues. Small issues, I think, have now turned into a little bit. Um, more major issues, um, which is now harder to gain that control over the neighborhoods. Um, so I think mm-hmm. the community kind of started to break down. Everyone wants to go in their home, go through the back door, or go in when the neighbor isn't outside so they don't have to speak. And, you know, the, it's just, you know, everything that you stated, however, is how to keep and maintain a community and or to build a community, which is, I think, is what we all need to get um but I think the reason that, you know, as you mentioned, trouble kids or um, I think a lot of it is the troubled youth, um, not having anything to do. And you also right. mentioned clubs and um, camps and different things like that. Um, but I, I also think with the lack of that is why a lot of communities are suffering now because there really isn't anything to do but hang out, which could be an eyesore. Not all eyesores are actually the properties. Some eyesores are just, you know, wow, do I have to deal with this noise all the time? And if I'm looking, if I went to see this house two or three times, um, it's the group of um, children or youth or people get bigger and bigger and bigger. And do I have to worry about that? Do I have to walk through that to get into my home? So it's, or ride past that or through that. And sometimes that is an eyesore. Um, And it wouldn't be so intimidating if, you know, the sense of community was was around. Like you can drive through and see the kids, a bunch of kids running up, playing, smiling, laughing, but not all the time do you see that um, anymore. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's something that, again, is is just a a community coming together and um, figuring out how to... um, bring that back yeah so well it sounds like you're talking more about creating change for a community that's already maybe um has been ignored a little bit like the children have been ignored a little bit and sometimes uh the best uh i would say the best way to go about that is maybe like writing down like what's what's upsetting you what makes you upset about the community and then taking it from there, like, what are the issues of the community? What are those issues that we need to address? And, and follow up on, you know, what is it? What, do you, what is it that you need to address? Maybe uh, find out who your community leaders are. Uh, have a little knowledge of, of how did it get there? And communities that have been there, how did they get out of it? Um, there's so many uh, ways to do this. You can team up. You can uh, create a plan that involves people that are also uh, looking at at the same thing that you're looking at and also want to make a difference. Uh, You can ask for help. You can ask for help through uh, your teachers, your school system, your um, churches, your, you know, religious organizations that uh, are already part of the community that already talk to the mass as it is. And sometimes what we do is we we live our routine, but we don't really. It's like like you go to church, right? You go to church, and you're really holy for the whole uh, ten minutes of the sermon and the hour of the whole mass, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go out to the parking lot, 
and then you're cursing the guy out because he caught you off. <laughs> 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 and we forgot. That's true, right? <laughs> right, and you forgot. You forgot the sermon already. Like you're back to your routine. You're back to your mission mm-hmm. circle. So, so what? What? When you want to make a difference, what you do is you create that momentum so it lasts. So it lasts more than that ten-minute sermon. So it lasts more than that than the hour that you have to sit down, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's what that's what you really want to do. But you want to reach out. You can. Um, Sure, there's tons of community activists on Twitter, on Facebook. You know, what are they doing? What are they doing to create change? And just copycat. I believe in the copycat approach. I don't believe in reinventing the wheel. I believe in just keeping it nice and simple and then taking it from there. And I'm sure there's, you know, one to three steps as to how to get together, create a plan, uh, what is the issue that we want to work on, and how do we break down the issues into categories? And then, you know, who are the volunteers? How do we get volunteers? You know, things like this. Uh, you know, stay in focus. Praise yourself when when uh, when you're doing a good job, and know that there's going to be ten thousand hurdles. But so what? Because you're mm-hmm. always in the road of creating a difference. So, so mm-hmm. what if there are hurdles? Because there's supposed to be hurdles. Because if there aren't okay. challenges in life, then you don't learn anything. You know, mm-hmm. if the road is easy, then you really didn't learn anything. You just, you know, you just had happy hour. You know, you can have happy right. hour anytime, right? But if yeah. the road is hard, that's when all the challenges come in. That's when you meet new people. That's when your, you know, your personal, you, you personally grow as a person, and also grow at, in friendships. So there's many benefits to being a community activist or just basic uh, volunteer or just, you know, somebody that just hands out flyer for somebody that wants to go all out. There's so many different levels of, of being part of something to create change. Mm-hmm. Well, and, that, and it's, it is very interesting that we took a turn about community, uh, speaking about the exterior of the homes. Um, <laughs> uh, but, That's you know, it, I mean, it's, it's very interesting only mm-hmm. because um, two points to that. One, um, you know, for next month, that is actually the turn that we're taking um, to focus at least on Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, for the mm-hmm. listeners out there, we, are, we will be focusing on um, the community um, and Pretty much the uh, the trends of selling a home and uh, the attempts of the sellers and the, some of the struggles that sellers are having selling the homes in certain areas of our city of Wilmington um, because of crime. Um, two, um, it's interesting we took a turn on this also so that our listeners can kind of get a an understanding that ownership means more than just paying a mortgage no. on a monthly basis. No. Exactly. It just it also means community that you do actually make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, you know, just to take care in that pride from the outside in, as well as the inside. And we are here to actually provide you with tips and how to do that also as well as keeping um, keeping on track with your mortgage, um, mortgage for any mortgage help and, you know, of course, anything like that. But, I mean, it is more to ownership than just having a roof over your head. Um, so that is interesting that uh, we took that turn mm-hmm. um, in regards to the community because it is a very good leeway into our next segment um, for mm-hmm. the next, uh, the last Thursday, the last Wednesday of next month. 
Okay. So, yeah, so that's fantastic. You for your, yeah, I do thank mm-hmm. you so much for your um, wisdom and um, tips uh, that you shared mm-hmm. with us in regards to that um, today, as well as our um, as, as well as the exterior of the home. And also, thank you so much, Nora, for all of the knowledge that you shared with us over the last few shows, um, which is very exciting because you will be um, having your own a personal segment upcoming, correct? Yes, I'm so excited about That's that. Awesome. Oh, my God, Aurelia has offered me a, a, a segment, and I am so thrilled to be part of uh, your community and yeah. hopefully to, you know, grow together for us all together to really create a difference in just sharing and caring because that's what it's about, sharing and caring. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm told that it begins August the 20th at 8 p.m. and that's it's going to awesome. be a once-a-month uh, thing. So I'm absolutely super excited. <laughs> well, I look forward to tuning in um, in regards to that, and you will be sharing um, some information and some teachings, correct? You will be teaching our listeners, yes. correct? Yes, well, basically, absolutely. I'm a humanitarian. That's my big title. I. It's all about people. It's all about uh, getting, getting them out of the rut or not necessarily, you know, I love happy people. There's nothing like happy people. Uh, but unfortunately, sometimes happy people also uh, need help, like leaders need leaders to also help them lead. You know, teachers need teachers, right? Healers need healers. So, uh, so that's what it's about. It's about, you know, just open forums on different topics of life. It could be anything from, I don't really do real estate. I just came on your show to help you a little bit about uh, uh-huh. real estate home ownership. I really do more of an intuitive counseling. Uh, I'm very spiritual. I am, I love to travel, so I've learned quite a bit about human behavior just in my uh, traveling days. Not that they have finished, but I do feel that I've done a lot of the pilgrimage travel to understand the in-depth of the of the human behavior. And that's really what my show is going to be more about, you know, working with our cosmos, working with our uh, the, the solar system. How does it affect us here down at, in our human body, in our spiritual body, our physical body, our mental body? And so that's, it's a little bit of everything, but more about emotions. Okay. with emotions in different situations. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that sounds very exciting. And, again, we do thank you so much for sharing a wealth of knowledge for us with the um, last shows um, as well as tonight and this evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, I'm very kind of excited that we took this term because I am very excited to, um, for again, for the upcoming month to share about the community. We will also be having an open forum with some other uh, real estate agents with it that, specialized within the city of Wilmington um, Mm -hmm. and the state of Delaware, um, as well as some homeowners um, and some community activists and councilmen on the line um, that will be sharing our opinions um, and some knowledge about the real estate market and the turn it's taking on uh, the city of Wilmington. Um, We actually may need to extend that show a little bit more than a half an hour since it is going to be an open forum, but I hope all of our listeners will tune in for that because that will be a very um, 
a very hot show, and I look forward to it. I really do. And we're going to um, have that cover that segment for a few months because I'm sure it's going to take a while um, to kind of everybody share their opinion. And we will also open the line for people to share and chime in as well. So um, was there anything else that you would like to share before we end tonight's show, Nora? I just want to thank you again for giving me the opportunity um, uh, being on your show. It's been absolutely fantastic. I enjoyed meeting you and having conversations with you and giving me the opportunity to also uh, put my two cents in. I've, I hope uh, it's helped it <laughs> and really created a difference. It, what you do is um, very helpful. The tips, um, I've actually incorporated them with, um, with my business, and I hope our listeners have been taking notes of uh, the tips that you have shared over the last few shows as well as tonight. Um, very useful, um, helpful information, uh, lots of wisdom, not, lots of knowledge and experience. Um, if you can share again your website and contact information, and we'll go ahead and close out. And thank you again so much for taking the time uh, for the last few months to, again, sharing your wisdom and your uh, knowledge in your field. Yes. Okay, so um, my website right now is being tweaked <laughs> as we speak. So mm-hmm. I, we're doing a whole new thing on the website. So I won't share that yet, but I will okay. share my phone number. People can uh, call me directly if they want uh, spiritual counseling. And my number is 973-960-2504. And they can also email me at a little tender loving care at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And listeners, this is Nora Montoya with A Little little Tender Loving Care, and I am Sharon Homer with Concord Realty Group. And if you need to reach out to me, my contact information is 302-540-9626. Thank you again for listening to Real Estate Straight Talk and hope you all enjoy your evening. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you, Nora. And everyone, I just want to let you know you can join us on, um, let's see, Real Estate Straight Talk is the last Wednesday of every month. So keep that in mind. August 20th, Nora will uh, launch her first segment on her new show. And Saturday, we will have you, the best invention ever, with Valencia Lyle Saunders. And it just keeps going because on Sunday, we have um, World Zone Radio and and on and on. So just check us out because we always got something good going on. So please feel free to take the opportunity to come on over, hop aboard, take a ride, listen, learn, and live because we enjoy having you. Thank you for your continued support. Be well. God bless. Good night. That's our show for today. So until next time, keep it real, listen, learn, and live.